And we're back. What's up, salad people? How you doing? Uh, we are doing well. We have just wrapped up our bite-sized takes for the week. That was on Tuesday. If you're listening when this comes out on Thursday, go ahead and check that out if you haven't heard it yet. Talk about some great ads and our opinions on them from the last week. Talk about Spotify's new outdoor ads in the UK. We talk about Burger King's new work in the UK for melting toys down. We're trying to crush kids' dreams, but at the same time, give them better stuff. It's pretty cool. And Subway is trying to get you to adopt ugly vegetables. And, you know, there was a whole Lego campaign. All really cool. Go ahead, check that out. And uh, this week, we want to talk a little bit more in depth this Thursday. It's going to take me a little bit to get used to this new two-episode-a-week format. Um, This Thursday, we want to really kind of dive into a piece of work, a new campaign coming out from Fisher-Price and Wyden & Kennedy Portland that we felt was really just a notch above the rest for the week and really took everything to a whole new level. Um, So we're going to dive into that. But first... How you doing, Zach? How you doing, Cole? As always, I've been talking to you all day, but I just want to hear about how you're doing, how you're feeling, <laughs> how life is. Um, and then, Zach, also, there's been a lot going on in the brand world and the advertising world this last week um, that has kind mm-hmm. of maybe struck a fuse, ignited something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> puns intended, of course, um, that I would love to hear about. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm doing great. I blew a tire on Sunday, which for us recording right now was, or sorry, on oh, Saturday, like, which wait, for us like recording right now was before we started. Uh, <laughs> it's like at 8 a.m. When did you? Nope, I blew a tire yesterday. I'm going into the so, solid podcast. So studio. there's that. <laughs> but other than that, things oh, are man. great. Phoenix <laughs> office. Yeah, the Phoenix studio and oh, the yeah, LA no, studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, studio things are... Uh... <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, no, things are pretty good. Um... You know, we've, uh, as you know, we've, uh, Trent and I have just been starting our uh, official careers in advertising month, here. And I've, you weird. know, been at Mullen Media Hub now for about a month or so. And uh, just want to say shout out to them. Uh, it was a pretty good week, though, I will say. I shout did, out Media Hub. Huh? Yeah, Mullen Home Media Hub. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Media Agency um, of the Year. But say that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it, point being, um, yeah, no, it's good. Um, I celebrated another turn around the sun. Uh, just turned twenty three. Um, so uh, yeah, happy good birthday, week. Cole! All in all, so, from all birthday. of us at Thank Stalin, you guys, and from the all of us, us at Sweden. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Sweden, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Perfect. Look at us. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you mentioned, Trent, uh, before we start talking about the ad of this week, I wanted to bring up a a very profound and impactful cultural moment that's happening right now. Um, the global climate strike is taking place from September 20th, 20th to 27th, uh, with people around the world going on strike for the planet. Um, this movement started uh, in Sweden, shout out Sweden, shout um, out Sweden, by a girl, a, a at the time, 15 year old girl named Greta Thunberg, who's now 16. And she started striking every Friday in August 2018 to demand climate change action uh, from world leaders. And just to give you sort of a picture of this, and you can look it up and see the actual picture. She started doing this alone one year ago. One girl sitting outside of um, of Parliament started striking every day. Um, and now, a year later, 
everyone around the world, not literally everyone, but all, a lot of people around the world uh, joined her movement and and started marching this week, including a lot of brands. There were there were many major brands that shut down their websites, closed all of their stores, uh, allowed their employees to go march, just really started to actively get involved in a way that was more than just making a statement, more than just a social post, more than throwing a little money at a charity. Um, and I think it's worth noting that we've made it to a place in the world. Uh, we've made it to a place in our society where brands are finally stepping up and making those changes and, and, and really showing their stripes. Uh, and I think that's something that's really special. So I really wanted to call that out uh, as I did on Madness this week, that there are some major brands that have really started to take action the leaders being Lush, Patagonia, Ben & Jerry's, to name a few, uh, the North Face, to name another. So one of, some of those brands that, you know, there's a good tie-in with it, but they really stepped up to make this uh, a very special and very serious strike and very serious uh, cultural event. Yeah, 150-plus countries had some form of uh, representation in it, and agencies were getting involved, too. I know... Um, mainly just from top of my head from what I've seen on Instagram of uh, people sharing it. But I know Wyden was involved, 72 was involved, uh, and Mother was involved as well. Um, definitely good to um, call attention to it. I think the thing that I saw, I think it was Mother or 72. I can't remember which one. So my apologies to my current office and my old office. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> One of them had said something to the effect of, we have all this great creative talent. Why can't we use it to instill change in other things that matter too, other than just helping brands? Um, and I think that that's a great sentiment. I think it's kind of crazy the scale of this and um, definitely bears monitoring going forward. Um, and hopefully, hopefully positives will come out of it. As far as this vision goes there's a lot of toy companies it's interesting to see how they're marketing in this newfound zeitgeist where you have and we hit on this a little bit on tuesday but you have people that feel like there's inaction or you have people that feel like there is action but they don't know how to make it more impactful or you have people that feel like they don't even know where to start and it's been you know it, people felt like this probably since you know in various forms of society probably since the great recession where you know there was issues with with feeling like how can i have power over my own life and also uh, affect change on the world and it's manifested in different ways over the last decade but it's interesting to see now how people are marketing to kids over that and obviously you can't market to kids you know in that sense uh, legally but toy companies right and companies that have uh kid related products it's interesting to see how they relate both to parents and through the parents to their children and we've had a lot of toy companies recently like we highlighted on tuesday lego coming up with a rebuild the world uh line um fisher price has come out with work um through wyden and kennedy uh which won the business and started their relationship with them back in january of this year um and i just want to take a moment to kind of call out these ads and let's just dive into this. It's a very interesting moment that's happening that kind of ties in with everything we've been talking about. And honestly, these are some of my favorite ads I think I've seen this year. Um, and maybe it's because I'm such a, a sucker for nostalgia, but essentially 
we have John Goodman as the front man for Fisher Price, which again, 2019 is a great year for headlines. <laughs> <laughs> Something you wouldn't necessarily expect, but <laughs> it somehow works beautifully. Um, it's airing during the Emmys uh, this Sunday when we're recording, actually. So that's exciting. So if you didn't see it on the Emmys, you can go ahead and watch it on YouTube or even Ad Age has all of theirs collected in an article. Um, it's a Let's Be Kids anthem spot where essentially the actor John Goodman dresses up like a classic little pri- uh, little uh, Fisher Price Little People Collection farmer toy, um, which is especially relevant to me too now that my niece is a little over two and playing with all these toys, and I'll get to that in a second. It's kind of funny to see. But he walks through this toy world where unlike Lego where you're not sure if you're in a toy world off the bat, this one is very clearly you're just in this Fisher Price world and talks about you know, you used to be here in this world and it was the happiest you'd ever been. And you started to forget about some of those things that made you happy. But the good news is as everything is still as it was when you left it and you can always come back and you can come back through new little ones. And it, you know, suddenly he has like a little girl walking with him. Um, and it kind of is a cool play to parents of like, hey, you have a stressed out life now, but your children are in that world of imagination and anything is possible. And you can experience that with them and you can help them experience that same joy that you had as a kid. Um, And it breaks out into other ads as well um, that kind of highlight in really surreal ways um, these super intense kind of more human-esque adults in this world. And there's one where it's like, this guy is talking about bull riding and how it really changes him and makes him a better person and that struggle. And you'd think it was like a Yeti uh, giant spoon ad or something that like we talked about last week. But instead, you suddenly realize that instead of like the, the reins on the bull, he's actually grabbing this plastic handle with all these weird colorful buttons. And then it zooms out and he's on a mechanical dog toy. And then it transitions into a baby riding on a mechanical Fisher Price dog toy and it highlights them. And there's a bunch of different product spots like that. Um, that are just super surreal, but also really cool. Um, and it's just something super surreal about seeing an adult play with a kid's toy. Like it's a, an adult thing. <laughs> I wasn't going to say an adult toy. Cause you know, that's a little bit something else that maybe Fisher Price <laughs> isn't involved in, but, <laughs> um, it's kind of crazy. And, and so their slogan, let's be kids is really right at the forefront of this. Um, there's five product spots as well as this anthem spot and i'm sure much more to come um what do you what are your all's thoughts on it it's you know just something definitely that bears diving into i think yeah definitely um i feel like it's you know it's a toy ad but it's targeted almost more towards adults i think you know we you you talked a lot about nostalgia there and i think that that's that's a really big part of it because you know in the end adults are the ones buying toys yeah <laughs> so um you know it's almost like the uh old spice kind of insight that's what that, i was thinking you know, too. That, uh you know women the, were the ones buying yeah. deodorants so maybe we should talk to them and so you know i think that's kind of seeing something similar with this fisher price ad and i think that now too you have generations that kind of grew up with physical toys that maybe aren't as popular so much with today's kids and i think you know i think one part of the article was saying that um, mattel fisher price parent company is actually you know they've had struggling sales over the past few years 
as so much has moved digital, you know, it's, it's kids have iPads now. It's like, how do you compete with that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's kind of hard in that sense, but I think it's an interesting way that they can kind of talk to the parents that have this emotional attachment to the toys that maybe their kids don't even have yet, but you know, it helps bring that back into the conversation. There is something so, about John that. Good, you, you see... John Goodman's a great, a great spokesperson too. <laughs> Dude, I John... love. I could listen to him narrate any spot. Dude, John John Goodman killed it, and <laughs> I think there is something to what you said though, because that's something like I've kind of seen. Um, like my mom being someone who works with kids in school districts, and you know, my sister being a new mom, and kind of watching a child grow up <laughs> which is kind of crazy and seeing how they interact with the world there's something to that whole like technology ipad toy versus like a physical object and it's just kind of interesting i feel like there is something about toys that is a little bit more i feel like uh what's the word for it like you get more out of it, I think, is maybe a good phrase for it. Like with a with a game on the iPad, it's scripted to be what it was made to be. And it teaches a kid a narrative, gives them a storyline, but it doesn't it can't be expanded upon outside of that, right? It is always gonna be what it was coded to be. Good point. But a physical toy, you can good make point. it into anything. And as far as cognitive development and you know, just pure creativity and imagination, using a physical object and making it into whatever you want, but also getting to learn about the world around you as Fisher Price highlights that their toys do. It's kind of a cool way to say, hey, you can really make this whatever you want it to be. And by the way, our toys also help your kid learn about the world. Like it highlights a toy that has an on off switch, it highlights another toy that teaches you about shapes and all these things that are like super mm -hmm. development heavy. So especially for the millennial parents they're targeting, who are probably kind of getting sick of technology themselves already, it kind of shows, hey, there's an alternative to that iPad app that you keep putting in front of your kid. Because at a certain point, that kid's going to get sick of it because they've seen it before and they're not learning anything from it. But these toys, they can play with them and learn through them. I thought that that was a very subtle thing that I picked up on um, that I thought was super smart insight by, by Wyden and Fisher-Price to put in there. And Cole, again, to something that you had said just at the ends of, of your little introduction to this, um, you talked about how parents might have even more of a connection than kids at, at this point to these toys because they, they remember their childhood. And that's really yeah. what this is playing up. Exactly. Uh, kind of that idea of like, you don't know what Great you've point. got till it's gone. Because uh, the kids, even if they understand the profound impact that this is having on them, which they probably don't, um, they still get to wake up and live it every day. But as, yeah. an, as an adult, you don't, you know, this isn't something that you can just do because you've got to work. And I think they really nailed that in, in this spot, like even with the lines and this is so beautifully written, it, like, you know, it just, it really puts you into that, uh, that headspace of like, remember this world that you used to go into whenever you want it. And it was whatever you want it. Uh, but like when the, when the spot opens with you lived here once yeah. uh, and it was the happiest you've ever been, you know, like just that sentiment behind, like, remember those days when, when you could create anything in your imagination. And, and again, similar to like we were talking about with Lego, I think this is a testament at its core to imagination and to the power of imagination and creativity. Um, and then it goes on to talk about that, uh, 
that it was all replaced by that tall place where opinions are loud and clocks are the boss and you have to wear shoes all the time. (laughs) And it's like, it's just such a special (laughs) way of painting that picture of like, remember this world and remember this world and and the sentiment of, of what it stood for and and what it did for you as a child and and how it helped shape you. Uh, And I think that's something that, I don't want to say everyone because I'm sure there were some people that weren't able to to play with with some of these toys. But for a lot of us, that's a very prominent memory that we all can relate to in some sense. Because um, kids make toys out of anything, you know, and these are specific, like actually toys. But the the imagination piece of this and that world building piece of it is that kids can make toys out of rocks yeah you know you can find something to pick up a stick (laughs) exactly like that's that's the power of imagination and that's what this really is i think honing in on and i think it does an amazing job of doing that yeah there's something just really cool about seeing creatives because like the way they talk about it in the article too like the team at wyden is talking about how just going back through the archives of Fisher Price really transported them to their childhoods too. And it's like kind of the cool, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's meta in the sense of like, but like creatives being reminded of their creativity from when they were young, helping other people be reminded of their creativity from when they were young, encourage creativity in a new generation. There's just something kind of super wholesome about that <laughs> that I'm super into. Um, and I, I'm, I just want to see more. Like, I want to see more of this world and what they say. I, I know there will be retail activations and a social media push coming up too. So I'm excited to see what they do on social there. Because um, it's kind of another cool venue to, to platform to target these parents as well. Um, mm-hmm. And also, admittedly, I think um, you know, we talked earlier in the week about uh, Lego and their recent kind of uh, spot that they kind of use as like a, I guess a tent pole kind of a, a spot. It's like a minute 30 because this original uh, Fisher Price spot is a minute. Yeah. But then they also have individual spots for specific toys and products that, are, you know, these are about 20 seconds. Each. Yeah. It's like 15 yeah, to 15 30s. Yeah. 30s and stuff. And I think those are actually the real strength of the, of the campaign as well. Yeah. It breaks the concept down into really quick, fun, funny I think they're pretty funny too. Uh, yeah, concepts um, like the sloth one. That's like oh this guy gosh, steps out of favorite. a tree in the woods as like an explorer, and he picks up a hedgehog, and it says blue, and its belly lights up blue. And then there was another one that lights up. I think it was yellow or something. It lit up, and then he sees mm-hmm. the sloth yeah. with a red light on its chest. <laughs> Instead of saying red, the sloth just says sloth. Interesting that you used a sloth instead of an alpaca, because uh, as we discussed last week, yeah. alpacas are in, sloths are out. Alpaca but, uh, <laughs> I guess not all kids can have alpaca mohawks yet because they have the hair for it. Um, <laughs> but it, it is interesting your... to compare compare the two Lego spots, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, just before I pass it off to you, Zach, like, I felt like I got more out of the minute-long Fisher price anthem spot than i did out of the minute 47 43 lego anthem mm-hmm. um and seeing the 15s and 30s broken down made it the idea even more clear as you mentioned cole and i want to see what lego can do to follow this up because obviously lego's outdoor ads really follow up with it and it's great but i, I would like to mm-hmm. see more um 
like ads from Lego that try and hammer home their line too. Cause I think mm-hmm. Fisher Price made it super clear. And it's kind of funny that even though they're kind of two different types of products for two different types of age groups, it's kind of funny to see there's some creativity happening in the toy industry right now. Yeah. Um, and I think to that point, Trent, uh, the reason and the difference between this one and the Lego one is Lego went for the approach of we're going to start this ad and you're not going to, you're not going to know where you are. You sort of figure it out as you go along. Like you start to see those moments that make you understand that the world you're in is not as it seems. Yeah. Uh, whereas in this, again, right from the beginning, you lived here once. It's very clear that you're in a toy world and it it immediately puts you into that headspace of that nostalgic playing with toys, growing up imagination part couple years of your life. And I think that what I was going to say before you had before you had started was I think that is uh, one of the things that makes this special. And I think specifically they do it in such a good way by, you know, creating literally creating these worlds in the visual identity. It really comes to life again, as we keep saying in the the shorter spots, when you see them come out of that entire world they've created, you know, a house and a tree in the woods turns into the living room. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, that the smart home that that guy's in when he's turning on the on off switch <laughs> in like, he's looking out the window at like endless yeah. mountain ranges <laughs> turns into like that little house. That's again, in like a living room or in a playroom. So it, it those do such a good job of actually showing you literally how that world was built. And, and I think it just makes you connect with it so much better. Um, because you, you it starts out when you see this whimsical surreal world and you're you know you're in that world you know you're you're seeing some of these pieces right away um especially if you if you've seen the original spot where again it starts out with you lived here once like it's very clear that this is a place that you are no longer in uh but you so hard i have a question for you whereas and cole too yeah i feel like typically in advertising you talk you're taught and you often talk about how you want to kind of have this surprise, right? This twist, this unique kind of thing where it's like the interest in the kind of you can generate from viewers is by having something that you recognize as something in one way and then showing it in a different way they usually don't expect. So in my mind, that is what the Lego spot is, right? Because you're seeing this world mm-hmm. and you start to realize that it's made out of Legos and people are transforming and changing on the fly as the spot goes along. And it's like, oh, wow, it's really making you think about it and watch it. But the Fisher Price spot, which straight mm-hmm. up tells you the world you're in, um, obviously this applies to the two anthems, the product spots for Fisher Price do what I just described. But as far as comparing the two anthems, the Fisher Price anthem tells you you're in that world right away. But it almost feels like the Fisher Price spot, as we've been talking, is more effective. And why do you think that is? And do you think that there's a difference there? And how do you evaluate that? Mm. Um, I think it still does it. It just does uh-huh. it differently. Whereas Lego, at the beginning, it, the the Fisher Price one just kind of pushes you a little bit more along right away. Uh-huh. And I think what that does is it it gives you enough understanding of of this world that you're in a different world uh, to appreciate the little things that they do. Because there are still pieces in the Fisher-Price one where like 
Jungkook gets like that little flower badge, like that big flower badge that he puts on his chest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then they like jump into like the, the 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 girl just appearing there, and then they jump into like he answers that big phone. They jump into the airplane, so it still has those moments of surprise, those elements of like unexpected. Uh huh happiness basically for lack of a better word <laughs> unexpected um, happiness which is very s- phrase of 2019 unexpected <laughs> happiness which is very similar to what lego tried to do with you know the the head turning around and the hair the hair is just changing on some of the people in the ad it's that same sort of sentiment but i think what the fisher price one did better was that they they pushed a little bit further up front uh, to give you a better understanding of where exactly you were. So you had a sense from the beginning of where you were. And then the surprise and the those unexpected happiness moments came from seeing how that plays out, knowing that you're in the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Lego ad, you didn't know from the beginning what world you were in. So you spent, you know, 15 seconds, 30 seconds questioning what was happening before you started to get that idea before you started to understand, oh, I see they're in a Lego world. So whereas this one starts out right away telling you you're in a world that's different from the one you currently live in. um, And here's why it's special. With the Lego one, you had to start out with where am I? And then by the end, you understand where you are. And then you kind of reflect back on it and go, I see why they were so maybe with the nostalgia factor, I think you want to like that tap into it sooner so that people get it and are experiencing that nostalgia throughout the spot instead of watching it and enjoying it and thinking it's cool but not really getting that nostalgia play until the end um seems like maybe that makes it resonate a little bit more yeah if if, yeah if you're if you're leading with nostalgia if that's the point which in especially in this spot you are you know the lego one isn't necessarily leading as much with nostalgia either the message wasn't a pure nostalgia push as this one is with like the line let's be kids um, but if that's what you're trying to play up, if nostalgia is your your tactic, if that's what you really want to use, it's a very powerful force. So why not use it from the beginning? You know, why not use it from the first second of this spot? Because it's going to just build on itself throughout as you start to introduce more of these pieces. I think that's true. I think it's and I think honestly, a big part of this, um, I want to say, I feel like almost comes down to two that one is an american company and one is like a european company so lego obviously is based in i believe the czech republic um and i i'm not to say that that's entirely accounts for the differences here but you know you think about a spot that's supposed to go to people in many different countries um you know across the world as opposed to just whereas fisher price is mainly in the us they're able to like hone that message so that, you know, it's John Goodman. It's someone we all recognize and know. It's like Americans, I feel like, in one way. And these are toys that we played with. And so it's like they're able to tap into that more, whereas Lego has to, like, speak to a broader audience where maybe, you know, a I think that's spoken message or a common nostalgia is harder mm-hmm. to tap into. So there is a big difference maybe to these spots. And one is promoting, you know, more overt fun and imagination being the Lego one. Whereas then Fisher Price really is hitting those nostalgia beats really hard, um, especially for the American audience. So that's a super, super good point to bring up, I think. And I was looking, I think Lego's in Denmark. I was just trying to find out because I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, where are they based? Um, But they manufacture in the Czech Republic. So there you go. Um, 
which Lego is nothing <laughs> if not its manufacturing. <laughs> Just making bricks. Hey, they're trying to go 100% um, uh, carbon neutral with their production. That's true. I, you know, I want to see a Lego ad that makes fun of your smartphone getting bricked and tells you to just <laughs> use their bricks instead. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a super smart point you brought up. And I think that's why I love global advertising. Um, having done it in internship capacities a couple times now, and even now getting to look at that a little bit, it is such a good point. Like, how do you balance appealing to the masses while still hitting home? And I, my personal opinion is that you should have a broad spot that apply, uh, appeals to many, but you can still executionally sub different parts of it out depending on the market. So you maybe fill a couple diff- film a couple different options, still tell the same narrative, but maybe with different pieces that highlight different things. Because that's a good point. Like Legos broadly appeals to everyone because it's creativity and it's enjoyable. But you're right. I don't think someone who grew up without these Fisher Price toys or in a very productized capitalist toy economy like the U.S. had, especially a couple decades ago may not get it as much they may still find them enjoyable but it may not hit home and as quite as hard and that's that's a super good point to bring up well and i think this also kind of goes off of cole's point i think another piece of this that that plays into um that we should take into account that plays into this idea is the uh where the spot is first being dropped where it's first being pushed out into the world and and for the mattel one Mm. um or for the fisher price one it's it's going to be the emmy awards tonight Tonight being Sunday when we're recording this. I think we already said that, but here it is again. Uh, but, you know, for, it again. <laughs> for those large scale events, the advertising almost has a style, like collectively, you know, like the, the yeah. ads you see for the Super Bowl aren't going to be the same as ones you see for the Emmys or the Grammys. The Grammys usually have a more like a, a higher focus on storytelling, on creativity, on imagination. Uh, they're more artful in a lot of senses because the audience is is probably going to be a little more artful compared yeah. to the sports audience. So when you're playing that initial spot, if that's where it's first launching, uh, I think you can almost play up a little bit of that, like recognizing the audience that's going to see it first in, in all of its glory when it first comes out. And I think that's something to take into account too because with the Fisher-Price ad airing during the Emmys, that world building storytelling nostalgia approach is is going to be in part a theme of the entire night a theme of the programming yeah. uh because of the award show you know whereas with lego um if they're if they're using this in, in a bunch of various different places markets uh events i don't know where theirs is first airing but without that element of the emmys without the emmys being a factor it it that actually plays a difference when you're when you're having that first initial launch uh, to how it might resonate with the audience because the audience will be very different. And I think that's something to note as well that kind of plays into what you were saying, Cole. Yeah. And can I just say I love this is one of the things I love about salad. Definitely. We Definitely. had a media person give a creative insight and we just had a creative person give a media insight. <laughs> so obviously something's something's going right we're learning something from each other there you go just all we're tossing, we're all tossing the, the salad one way or another oh my goodness yeah mm-hmm. that's funny but yeah i think that's to- i think you're totally right too zach about the point of that the spot is more creative and you think about who's fronting it mm-hmm. is john goodman 
someone who has been up for, I believe, yes. multiple Emmys in the past, you Mr. know, will Ackerman. probably be a, a fixture mm -hmm. of the night. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Good actor, the, the actor, the big actor. He's John on the good spot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, so I think it's a smart play, and the fact too that people will be watching yeah, live, yeah. so this, we'll yeah. probably watch it. Well, shit, this turned into a pretty good discussion. Um, and I think it just kind of highlights just how cool of a series of spots these are. Um, definitely check them out. I mentioned on Tuesday that I would include links to each of the pieces of work in the show notes. Again, just want to highlight, Anchor does give me the ability to enter them in, but sometimes they don't work across all platforms. So we'll see if they come across. If you're not seeing them, go ahead check on the Anchor website or on the Anchor app to see if you can pull them up. But worst case, again, if you want to Google it and find it, it you can just search Ad Age, John Goodman fronts Fisher Price's first work from Wyden and Kennedy. Um, and it's awesome spots. <laughs> cool to see all this creativity coming out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's that's it. That's all I've got for us today. Unless, Zach or Cole, you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I think that's perfect. Um, yeah oh wait also to um to our point about climate change uh -huh. um there's an initiative called we mean business uh a bunch of companies are signing on before the um there is a cl u.n climate summit yeah. uh, on monday uh, september 22nd or 23rd this will now be a couple days after 23rd. that was aired. <laughs> yeah and so we mean business uh companies that are interested go check it out um are taking a stand against climate change nice. so it's cool to see business uh you know cool. stepping up in that way i think uh yeah and um yeah. let us know too give us that good old dm uh just slide on in <laughs> and let us know what you think about this new format i think this mm -hmm. is really the first week we've been able to break it out into two episodes uh we're gonna always try and continue to have this kind of a content where we can give you shorter form stuff and longer form stuff in the same week and let you choose and listen across as you have time so let us know what you thought about the bite-sized takes. Let us know what you think about our ad of the week. And let us know if we got it wrong. Let us know if Spotify should have been up here and been talked about. Let us know if um, even Burger King's Meltdown the Toys ad should have been the ad of the week. You know, um, Let's have a conversation about it. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at salad underscore podcast. And we'll see you all back here again next week. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody. Cold and have wine. an adtastic week. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Catch y'all again on Tuesday.